Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze and interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. This is Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind the scenes videos and two minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can also find us every Monday morning from 6 to 6.30 at bff.fm. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Today we're bringing you our second official interview with the Ross Brothers, directors of the film Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. You can catch the premiere of Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets uh, at one of our favorite local theaters. Um, You can go to roxy.com and actually uh, go through their website to find the link to watch this film and see a QA and a with the brothers, um, you know, that we just had on the show. So um, please support uh, these filmmakers and please support one of our favorite local theaters, roxy.com. So let's join our conversation with Turner and Bill Ross. So I thought cool. for a minute you were in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, must be I nice. Or not. I don't know. Yeah, the bar's oh, down. got it. I was just going to say, it's their office. I'm sure they have a little fridge or something in there. Come on. I mean, we are going to drink on this, right? Uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> Welcome officially to Bitch Talk. Yes. Very <laughs> yeah, good but, uh, to see you all. You too. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. so, so happy to have you guys back on. And thank you for taking the time. I'm glad we didn't scare you off the first time around. No, but <laughs> no that was we, so uh, fun. We, we are a little curious, though, how those tattoos are coming along. Yes. Well, <laughs> okay. What up with that? Okay, well, then the quarantine happened. Yeah, we shouldn't, um, have, we shouldn't have said it on mic. <laughs> No, but you know what? I I actually changed my mind. I think I might want to change what my tattoo says. The, okay. the Aussie line was good, but you can't kill bad grass. That's a really good one too. That's a pretty good one. Pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I've been thinking. I've been thinking about different she's options. Like, but. This is interesting because we don't see each other a lot, and it's she's actually thinking about it. Okay. How <laughs> well, this goes? There was, yeah. a, but there was a lot of excitable talk uh, there in Park City that morning. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I know. Well, it's so funny because uh, obviously we had so much more that we wanted to talk about with you guys. So it's nice to have you on a second time um, and in a completely different time. (laughs) So, you know, uh, we were able to watch the film again and it's interesting to watch it with different eyes. We haven't talked about it since we watched it again. Um, But I was so happy to see it for a second time because there's so many things that you missed the first time around. Um, And even just starting at the beginning, you open it up with the first line of the Declaration of Independence, which somehow I missed the first time. Oh, I didn't even miss, I missed it the second time. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so oh. I, I wanted to talk about that discussion because I've been I've been thinking about it ever since and so many thoughts that come to mind in, in like why you made that decision. It's our preamble. I mean, it, it uh, we knew that with, with this film, there would certainly be conversations about uh, the process about how we arrived at what we arrived at. And um, so first and foremost, we wanted to you know, declare that there are inherent truths here and hopefully we're getting at one uh, that is greater. Uh, and that's not a matter of um, process, but uh, a matter of intention. And, uh, you know, I think, and also for, um, uh, for us as, as artists to say that that's the space that we're existing in. Um, and also, as a framing device, maybe we're thinking about something more than just the ostensible thing that we're looking at, uh, that we are American filmmakers in America within an American institution, uh, but also hopefully that, um, 
you know, that this is bigger than that. Uh, you know, so that it's not just a, a singular entity that, that, we're, that we're speaking about, but um, that there's something more universal uh, about our experience. And uh, if you wish to do a deeper read, those keys are within the film. <laughs> and if you don't, you can still just pour a drink and have a nice time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I just think it, it, it especially meant more to me in this time because all we're doing is reflecting and, and thinking about our lives and what's the next step and are we ever going to get back to some sense of normalcy, whatever that means. So watching it this time around, I was just like a lot deeper and a lot more emotional about it. So um, yeah, and, and that's how I feel about, you know, now I've seen three of your films. I've seen Chapatulas, uh, 45365, and of course, wow. Empty Pockets. And I feel like you guys are just, your voice is so unique in that I feel like I'm watching my own memories. <laughs> I haven't lived these lives, but I feel like I'm watching my own memories and my own recognition of a time in my life. And not only that, but I feel like if you guys weren't behind the camera, you'd be in front of the camera as characters in all <laughs> I mean, is that true? <laughs> what, what there is, might be some truth to that. What an incredible, <laughs> what an incredible assessment. Yeah, yeah that's what, <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, would, I would say, uh, I would say, Angela, that that is, that is an intention that we have always held as a personal truth. Well, we've always had, we've always had this idea that we're not there to shoot at people. We want to shoot with people. We want to be in the room, not outside, you know, like looking at a fish tank. So, and we've been involving that idea ever since. It, it was, it was, uh, cheers, Bill. That's cheers. awesome. <laughs> very, very perfect. <laughs> when we set out to make our first film, we were working in, we were working in Hollywood and, and sort of climbing that ladder. And, and, you know, there was, there was, hope there in an economic American dream sense, but there wasn't the thing that we we wanted, which was this heart and sincerity that we found by going out into the world and, and engaging people and hearing their stories and, and making stories. And so while we sat there as young as younger guys writing stories and really thinking about, wow, how could we script the experiences of our limited past and, and articulate those to a bigger world, we realized, you know what, that's you know, first of all, that's that's a limited worldview, and I don't know how exciting that is. But second, it ceases to scratch that itch of engagement in which we go out and are receptive to the world that we experience. So, going home in in our first film, four, four five, three, six, five, which I'm glad you found and were able to watch, it was you know, let's not go home and 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 try to you know script and romanticize and glamorize an experience of our own. Let's go home and just see if it exists and see what we can find and be part of that experience rather than just trying to uh, be evocative of it. And so, yeah, you know, in, in the way that you say it, that's a very beautiful idea. You know, hopefully you can at a certain point erase the camera in, in bloody nose here, we didn't avoid shooting ourselves. We always want, you know, we've built towards that place where it's like, we are in that room. The authenticity, the, the greater truth of this is we filled a room with people and we are two of them. And we're in there doing a dance together, going through an experience together, and this is a record of it. And hopefully this is a record that speaks authentically to what we're after in our own minds, but also uh, as a collective experience. Mm -hmm. 
can can we rewind a little back to what you were just talking about? So you guys grew up in Ohio, is that correct? Mm -hmm. And then you were in LA and then you went to New Orleans. Is that the path y'all took? Kind of. And, and, uh, and can you can you retell the story? Because <laughs> we love New Orleans, so. Okay, uh, so we, yes, uh, we grew, we were born in a small town, Ohio. We spent our summers growing up in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. And our dad was mm. going to school there, so we, we lived in a little apartment there while he was going to school. He was a teacher trying to up his pay grade and his intelligence. And um, and so then we became familiar somewhat with the South and, and contact with New Orleans, and that always stuck with us. We went to school in Savannah, Georgia, um, and then I got my first film jobs here in New Orleans because the... I knew it somewhat, and, and there was an But there's a great story as to why that happened. Do you want to tell it? How much time do we have? We don't have that much time. We have okay. like four hours, so However whatever much time you have. <laughs> yeah, four yeah. Hours. <laughs> However uh, much you have. Oh, we're, oh, hold on, we could, we could do this speed style. Hobo filmmaker made a movie. I really enjoyed it. We smoked a cigarette together. He lived on our couch. He gave me a job in recompense. That was my first Hollywood film job. I got a job in an art department. That sent me to LA. Bill followed me there. He got a job as an editor. We found ourselves adrift in a society where we were trying to make money and please other people, and instead we chose to set off and make our own movies that was the most incredible thing you've ever done <laughs> i have chills i'm not gonna lie that was shocking <laughs> you guys practice that come on no we didn't no? that was incredible no it was like wow. eloquent too I'm very yeah, it was like, wasn't it was just... like spoken word yeah i was really like okay you, you should have saved that till the end turner because now nothing well, you i mean you're, <laughs> you're only going to get what you get i've been spending most of my day in a dark room uh, not really understanding how to deal with the world so. <laughs> the, the words no, sound okay. yeah sounds similar yeah <laughs> it all began with a hobo that's that's what i yeah it was great because he so he uh he was showing a film in Savannah about train, you know, train riders. And so we oh. talked to him after the screening and we were just like fanboying out. You know, we were probably like 19 or 18, 20, 21. I don't know. Somewhere there. But he was like, oh, thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks. So anyway, do you have a couch I could stay on? Hmm. And um, we were like, yes, of course. It's amazing. <laughs> and he stayed for like months and months. And that was kind of our film school. Like he taught us everything he knew. And uh, just for like staying on our couch. So like I would like get home from work or school and just like bring him, you know, beer. And he, I would just like ask him every question I could think of. And I was studying painting at the time, thinking that was the world that I was going off into. And, and so he got me a job in an art department. And then I realized that art was such a big part of filmmaking. And I worked with production designers and art directors. And I learned how films were made from the inside out, sort of from the, you know, the, the underlayer and um, and that really is what our binary system is. I mean, Bill still is the film school nerd who's technical and, you know, when we were kids, learned how to edit on a VHS uh, player. Um, and and I figured out a way to take the things that I wanna see and, you know, these sort of ideas that we talk about and build them towards a thing. And in the middle we meet and engage with the world and, and uh, you know, hopefully create spaces that are that are unique uh, but also, yeah, that, you know, you can see yourself in. that you can see yourself in that are more universal. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little uh, um, hung up on the L.A. part because I, I, I'm guessing that you guys were trying to make film there, your own film. And, and was it just not happening there? And you're like, I got to 
we got to go back either home or to New Orleans, somewhere we're more familiar with, or? No, no, I'm not sure what we were doing, because we didn't, we made some short <laughs> we made, stuff like we've always We made done. short films. I mean, we were just trying to, like, get good jobs. I mean, like, mm -hmm. um, we didn't really have, like, anybody to look to, knew anybody, like, to tell us, like, how you do it. Um, and we and, so, we and we never had yeah and, and so it was like wow okay you know I'm, I'm working in art departments on studio lots and and working with and that was exciting that was like kind people. of that was kind of like oh wow we snuck into the bubble you know <laughs> right yeah and yeah blockbuster movie trailers and if we were getting big paychecks and could pay for apartments that we didn't belong in and it was like man like speaking <laughs> into like you know uh, high profile parties and like stuff uh and it was just like you know our little uh you know country boy minds were like holy shit but, but that also, that wore off quickly yeah yeah so there yeah there was a real deciding moment where it was like we could continue this we could be the people that we work for we could drive much nicer cars we could buy those houses uh on the hillside there that are so attractive we could live this life that sounds like a great fallback plan fuck mm -hmm. it let's go see what we can actually do and uh, and go back home and uh, and make handmade movies not thinking that anybody would care but just that that was something that we had to do for ourselves yeah because if we were going to be those you know if we were going to go hollywood you know first we needed to know that we were going to fail at being ourselves and um and you know so we gave it a good shot and we're still doing it and and uh and we, we never really went back uh although you know it, we the friends that we went out with there have have done uh, have done very well with what they do, uh, mm -hmm. and so I'm very glad that we still have that support system. Uh, you know, we can say that we're uh, you know we're we're all off in our independent space, but at the same time, we have an army of people who are incredibly gifted and uh, successful at what they do, who are able to support us in our our independence. Mm -hmm. it, it is crazy to think about. I, I love that story. It is crazy to think about, like having seen the films that you've made and, and the potential that you have and the art that you put out there that's so unique, what if you just stayed as part of the machine and, and working for other people's projects? What a loss that would be for us as, as viewers. As I don't know. I think we could have made a really good Pirates of the Caribbean, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious. Oh, <laughs> but like, there was no there upward was just, trajectory. There was no way that was gonna happen. There was no way that, that, that like, there was no interest level in that. Mm -hmm. like, no, it's like it happened Bill, the way it had to happen. Bill was going. Mm -hmm. Bill was joining the editors' union, and I was about to get into the, you know, like the art directors' guild. And it, like this is, you know, these were career the career paths, and was, they they yeah. seemed very viable as two kids from a place that didn't didn't really support art. art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or unique, unique being unique. I mean, I, I think an, a, an important story on that note is um, we have another connection with you guys via Ben Zietlin and, and Wendy. Uh, he was on with Devin France uh, yes. when, when Wendy came out. So he was on Bitch Talk. And I saw that um, not only are you guys friends and, and you, you collaborate together, but you, sh you guys shot a documentary on the making of Wendy called yeah. uh, Second Star to the Right and Straight Till Morning. And the studio rejected it. So can, can you <laughs> describe that story? And I mean, I, if this isn't a perfect example of why you, sh you, you left that place and it was the right decision. Yeah, so I, I mean, really there wouldn't, 
be bloody nose the way it is the way, you know and when it came out if it weren't for ben uh for that production to push three months because like on our calendar over here um our it was filled with six months of being on wendy it whatever it was uh they ended up pushing by three months and so our calendar was completely clear um and we were in a situation where we had nothing to do um so we had to scurry pretty quickly to uh pull this thing together but we did in, in that time and just thinking like if we failed okay um you know it was a little experiment while we were biding our time but um that said we'd also been preparing for that experiment for 10 years yeah that's a very positive way to spin the story you know we, we well that's that's you know. that's our dynamic i'm very optimistic and then you oh no <laughs> 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 but we also, you know, we, we, we had the good fortune of being down here in 2009 shooting our movie Chapatulis when Ben and his whole crew came down to prepare to shoot his movie Beasts. Oh, Beasts. Mm -hmm. And so we got to know them and we were, we were on their set as they led into production and, and then left and did our own, our own film. But those people became friends, his producers became our producers. We were around for filming some of the uh, the um, scouting and casting sessions for Wendy, and so several of the people that are in Wendy are in Bloody Nose, mm -hmm. uh, and there's crossover there. You know, that's a that's more of a like that's the world we want to be in. Something that's more holistic. We both shot on Wendy. Uh, you know, we both had roles there, and then we also, yeah, like you said, we're able to go and uh, convince the studio that we should be there with no oversight and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and, and make something that they could ultimately reject. But uh, it was a great experience. You know, we went on a wild adventure with Ben and, uh, and, and loved that. And also, yeah, in the lead up to that, we were able to find a moment in time to, um, to make the thing that we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, them rejecting it, uh, from what I, my understanding is because it didn't have any interviews or, or something along those lines. It's just like, it's so close-minded close and having seen your body of work, I'm just so excited to watch to watch the the doc on, on the making. To be honest, I don't think they had watched anything that we would had made. But it was one of these it was one of these Hollywood bullshit things where it was like, <laughs> baby, baby, we've seen all the films. Love yeah. it. Love the style. We love the approach. We think, we think you're gonna do. Yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> and and then like, <laughs> all right, let's get it in right. And they were like, cool. Like, put that on paper. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then we handed it in. They were like, but where are the interviews? And why is it so long? And who would watch this? They're like, get <laughs> down to the sweet spot. And we're like, what's the sweet spot? And they're like, 13 minutes, baby. And, it, <laughs> and we were just like, that's not what we made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the footage. You can make what you like. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so back to Bloody Nose for a minute and, and watching it during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, my, my partner and I watched it and um, fell in love again with that film. I, I looked at him during the movie and I'm like, I love this film like I love you. And I don't know how, <laughs> I'm not sure. And he said the same thing to me. So I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad we're getting married. It's totally gonna work out. You're totally but, meant for each other. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, uh, wait. Oh, wait, I saw. Yes, that was him. That was it. All right, so somebody forwarded me a tweet was like, these people postponed their wedding, but we're so happy they saw Bloody Nose. And so I, I <laughs> I just thought it was like a random person, so I just wrote back, and I was I was just like, "Sorry about your wedding, uh, you know." Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> that's so amazing. Yeah, that that was us, and that was the day we postponed our wedding. Um, and oh. Ange actually here is gonna marry us. Um, oh. yeah, but but we just the the film is just it really it really does touch our soul, and we're watching this, and we're like man, we miss a good dive bar, mm -hmm. but we also are like, man, we kind of don't want to go back anytime soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I, it, it was just that thing where you're like, I really miss this and I'm so sad it's gone, but I'm so glad I have this film right now. <laughs> have you had, have you had that kind of conversation with other people, critics, um, folks that have seen the film in this moment? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, uh, very few people have seen it under quarantine. Mm. Um, but the, the that'll start in the next couple of days. My favorite well, reaction. Right. There's been there's been a few like virtual film festivals, but somebody reached out and sent us this long email. <laughs> and the guy <laughs> said, the guy said, so we just watched your film twice. The first time we were like, oh my God, can't believe this is happening. This is the greatest thing. This is exactly what we want right now. And then they decided after watching it, they went down to their corner store, bodega, whatever, got a case of beer and cigarettes. They don't smoke or, <laughs> or drink all that much. And they said they got like blacked out, smoked a, pa smoked a pack of cigarettes and had like the best night of quarantine. So it was like the best advertisement for the film that we <laughs> could imagine. I mean, we're, we're all going through some shit. You Dude, know? we are yeah. going through shit. Not, yeah. that we, not that we want to, you know, promote uh, you know, unhealthy lifestyles in a pandemic. Definitely not, but it sounded like they had a great time. If, if you can yeah. find a place within it, boy, yeah. Find, can, that, find can that person do like a video uh, critics thing for you guys? I don't know. That sounds awesome. I wish they had set up a camera. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure if you'd handed them acid, they would have done that as well. I mean, whatever the it's film kind of, says, I got to try it. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, but, but listen, this is, I think this is kind of a perfect, this is the perfect thing where we say, yeah, we make these movies for each other to try to go through something together to try to satisfy this thing that we wanted to do. And then it belongs to other people. And right now, people can do with it what they will. And hopefully there is something you know, some release, some uh, catharsis, some, uh, you know, act of seeing yourselves or, or whatever that may be. Maybe it's just a joy bomb. Maybe it's a really sad experience. Maybe like the yeah. film, it, you know, it represents the end of something and a very uncertain future, which is, I think, something we're all going through. But I'm super curious to see how people respond to it uh, yep. right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, Yeah, looking forward. I mean, I, I just have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, we keep uh, we keep hyping it up to our friends and neighbors and family because we're just like, this is the best movie you're going to watch during quarantine. And then we're like, but we don't want to hype it up too much because you never know. You know, you don't know people's tastes. 100%. Yeah. It spoke to us, me and Ange, because we love a good dive bar. And mm -hmm. we've probably had some of uh, either the best or worst nights there together. Depending on who you're apart. talking to. Correct. On. Correct. <laughs> but um, it's just something near and dear to our hearts. And um, you just captured that so, so beautifully in this film and the second time around. And I can't wait to watch it a few, at least a few more times. But um, it, it is something I'm, we're kind of obsessed with this film. Are we the only ones? Like, is anyone else obsessed? No, we can't be the only ones. <laughs> I think. What does that say about us? I don't know. <laughs> well, we like you, so that's all. <laughs> but are you? Did has anyone else had that same kind of? Is it evoking the same feelings for other folks? Have you noticed that? 
Yeah, I mean, when we when we were out with it, uh, you know, before things got shut down, I mean, the wildest things would happen. You know, like like a seven year old woman would just like run up to us on the street and be like, "How did you know? How did you know who I?" Am? <laughs> That's me. That's me in there. <laughs> seventy year old titties. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. <laughs> and and like. And it's, Sally, I don't think this movie was for you. <laughs> no, you might not think it, but I was one of those people. And, but, and like college kids would run up on us like 19 years old. It's like, you can't, I mean, maybe you have a fake idea or whatever, but like, <laughs> how do you know what this looks like? And what does it mean to you? Yeah, what does it mean what? to you? And they were just like, oh my God, this is my shit. And I'm just like, that's great. Whoa. Yeah. So that's I, it's, it's connecting. Yeah, it's connecting. Which well, and I think that is the beauty of, of a dive bar is, you know, it is all age ranges, all different walks of life, but we flock to a certain type of bar for a reason. And you don't get that kind of camaraderie from, you know, the hip, uh, you know, restoration wood and pipe fitting, you know. I would, I would call that bar. craft, craft well. That's yeah, the name you, of the bar. <laughs> like, no, thank you. you. don't get that same type of camaraderie at a place like that. Well, but those bars are the bars that you usually see in movies. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, you're trying to represent something that's very familiar to me, but there's something not quite right here. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a put on somehow. This is, this is not the authentic lived in experience. And that's what we were hoping for. You know, those are the places that we've spent time in and you know the difference. Um, so, so, you know, on one hand, yeah, there's a degree of authenticity, hopefully because of experiences that we've had, but we also didn't want to, you know, thumb our nose at, everybody else's experience. You may like to drink at a, a really bougie wine bar. You may go to church. You may, you know, prefer sports. I don't, whatever that thing is. It's like, if we can allow people in to say, we've got shared spaces, it takes all kinds. And here's what, you know, here's how we share space together. Uh, if we can be a little bit more inclusive in that sense, that's great. And if also we can, um, you know, pay, pay homage to places that have welcomed us in and, and been there for us uh, along our way, then. Uh, we got we are the ones who got to stand by it you know mm -hmm. go ahead Ange. <laughs> yeah well just on that note i want i'm curious to know uh of the people that were in the film they're drinking all day and i know i'm not going to remember everything i did like i'd love to hear reactions of uh people watching the film and they're like wait a minute i don't remember that like are there any that come to mind i mean i feel like with every film we make if you're being filmed all day you don't remember all the shit you do so mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times when, when folks we show the film to folks uh film you know films from the past to folks they'll be like i said that man i'm i'm hilarious that's amazing <laughs> uh, but, without alcohol but yeah without alcohol yeah um but yeah who oh <laughs> tell tell pam's reaction oh yes pam oh, yeah you guys really like Pam. all star <laughs> <laughs> we we love Pam too. Yeah, we um, we hosted uh, for for some of the folks that from the film that live here in New Orleans. We put on a screening right after Sundance. Mm. Uh, right at the theater had those folks who were interested and available who live locally um, come down, and we just watched it together. Here's what other people ha have been seeing. You know, for those of you who haven't seen it, been able to engage with it. Let's get together. Let's have some drinks. Let's talk about it. Uh, and I tried to get Pam to come up 
Uh, she's not much of a traveler. She doesn't like to leave home. Well, she much. she lives further south, like down in the bayous and yeah. stuff. So and, uh, she, I, I called coming her, to the big city is not quite her thing. I called her. I said, Pam, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna screen this next weekend. We'd love for you to come up. Oh, that'd be great. That I would love to come up. I said, do you have a way to get up here, or can I help you get up here? Well, I bet I could get my son to bring me up here. And I said, all right, you know that that that'd be fine. Are you sure your son wants to? <laughs> You don't want to see your see titties, you. Pam? Yeah. <laughs> she, she said, oh, my God. He's seen my titties so many times. He knows goddamn well who I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I oh. love those people. Pam is Pam. I mean, that, that, that person on screen is who she is. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she sends her love, but she also really just doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Ange. I love Ange, it. I think hey, that was the future you. I'm that, sorry. I'm not mad. Whatever. <laughs> I know you're not mad. Um, <laughs> so to, to switch gears a little bit, I mean, you know, we see each other in Sundance, we leave, and then um, the world uh, shuts down. And then we have a thing that's happening. Were you guys um, already kind of working on projects at all just during the pandemic? And then, you know, things kind of shifted. Does that shift the way that you guys are either thinking, writing, coming up with new projects, or are, are you just hunkering down in a dark room and just pondering the world, <laughs> like you said earlier? Right, well, at this point, y'all would have already visited. Uh, yeah, no, I yeah, believe, true. I believe April. That's, that's what we had agreed to. Yep. Yeah, um, yeah. French Quarter Fest, we were gonna come. Yeah, right. we wanted um, to come for that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fucked up everybody's plans, but, um, I mean, the majority of this year was going to be traveling with the film. Um, you know, I, that is a very privileged thing to say. So, like, yeah. uh, I, I, I think the first thing to just say is that we just feel so, so absolutely fortunate uh, in 2020 to release a film and still be releasing a film that we had those platforms at the beginning that were on our second conversation with y'all. Um, there are people who spent years of their life on films that just didn't have that experience. And so, yeah, our theatrical experience may be skewed, but that's a point of privilege. Yeah. Um, on the same token though, usually that run for us is not, I mean, while we do have a good time, we meet a lot of people. We meet a lot of people, we build an audience. We also engage with a lot of people who are doing interesting things and learn things. And that informs the next film and, yeah, so there were some interesting conversations going on just about potential new projects because usually during that circuit, people are at the end of something and they're ready to begin new ideas. And it does build towards uh, new work and new opportunities and new relationships and engagements. Um, so that's a bit of a loss. And I, and I, I will say that, well, I, I think the conversation always revolves around, boy, it'd be great if we had just more more time to think and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and work on ideas. This has been uh, this has been a muddy time, and um, and so in in the end, I think in the future, when we look back on this, we'll say that's where the answers came from. Mm. Uh, they are not the most readily available at the moment. So yeah, the conversation's ongoing, but uh, uh, I'm just trying to be with my family. We're trying to talk to each other. You know, we're trying to. To, to think about what's going on in the world and, and be better people and, uh, and and trying to give this film a place in the world and not not try to move too far into the future, which we all 
don't know a damn thing about. <laughs> yeah, it's we really have no idea what's going to happen <laughs> from day to day. Um, and, and quickly, I'm a huge fan, and it's because of one of Angie's friends. I'm a huge fan of Deb Deb Oz, and probably listen to them every day just because I think it's one of the best radio stations in the world, quite yes, frankly. Fact. Um, and it's nice listening to Dub Dub because, you know, you get a taste of somewhere else. And, yeah. and I was wondering, and, you know, again, one of our favorite places in the whole world, but what, what is the temperature in, in New Orleans right now in terms of pandemic and oh. the uprising? <laughs> Not just temperatures and hot. Well, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little humid, no. Swamp ass is the temperature. Uh, uh, well, Bourbon Street was packed last night, so... Oh, God. Uh, yeah, we were on a shoot the other day, yeah. and I got out of the quarter, I was just like... Because I am terribly optimistic. I want to love every person in the world. I want to know that there's goodness within everyone's hearts. And I, and I just look at this, and I'm like, guys, you're making me a jaded, pessimistic motherfucker. Uh, I want to do it too. I want to go out there too. But yeah, we, we all do. Right. We all do. But it's like me You're stepping on your dreams. You know? yeah. mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Sorry. Right. So we got that. Uh, there's been tons of protests. The spring was the spring was tough here because we were such a hot spot and uh, quarantine was tough. But I feel like our city tried to take it seriously and they did well. But Louisiana is a state. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, like every state has one liberal bastion and everything outside of this is what there's all kinds of people down here with all kind of different viewpoints and when it gets hot down here and boy you know everybody would like to get out in the streets and celebrate with each other and do what we usually do which is to get together in social spaces and enjoy that and i get it um but yeah we got rising numbers again and um and people are just uh, acting like fools Probably our last interview for Bloody Nose Empty Pockets. So I just had to get in maybe. there. Maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe. there's going to be a DVD release. We can talk about this then... film over and over. But <laughs> yeah. before we stop talking about it, how did you come up with the title? And were there other oh, work yeah, titles? Thank you. Oh, yeah. That's a good question. Were there other titles? This is kind of always. Get closer to them. This, this has kind of always been the one. Um, because we we tried to. we. We scouted this and shot some of the footage, uh, those color images that you see out on the streets in 2009. And uh, hmm. so we've been thinking and dreaming and, and trying to make this film uh, until we shot it in 2016. And um, in 2009, when we were scouting it, we were listening to this Drive-By Truckers album that had, had this song, Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. <laughs> No, 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 it's check out time. Check out time in Vegas, but it, the yeah. lyric in there is "bloody nose, empty pockets," and it, I just we just thought it was so descriptive of this area of Vegas that we were, yeah. you know, that we were going through. Um, you know, people people had been punched in the face, and if the and, sun went down them that if the sun went down on them that night in Vegas, their luck was good as gone. And it's just a really beautiful song from a beautiful band. And it really stuck with us in terms of describing the experience of that time. In 2009, the recession had really hit Vegas hard. And that produced a certain visual world, which really resonated with us. In 2016, it felt uh, more apropos than when we first imagined it. And now as we release it, it seems even more so. Um, oh, shit. And that's, you know, that's a testament to its 
to the inspiration, but also to this experience that we all go through. And um, hopefully we have, have spoken to that in some way and created something that has some value through time as well. Well, we thank you for your time again, and I'm glad we were able to, to have a longer uh, time with you. So mm -hmm. it's Bill and Turner Ross from Empty Nose, Bloody Pockets. No, wow, Empty <laughs> Nose, Bloody Pockets? <laughs> yeah, that's the cocaine movie that we wanted to make. I've been drinking. I'm already drunk. That's the sequel. That's the sequel. <laughs> Bloody yep. Nose, Empty Pockets. Shar will do something with that. But um, <laughs> thank you so much for your time, and um, we can't wait to see what's next, seriously. Thank you all for having us back. It was so fun the first time, and I would wager to say, much more of a blast the second time. Yeah, and just so, so so appreciate your your interest, your time, your enthusiasm, uh, helping us with what we do. I mean, we make these films, we put them in the world. You all being advocates is, means a lot. Huge. So thank you so much. Awesome. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Cheers you, all. you all. I'm out. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> I need a poor thick, see? <laughs> <laughs>
we really appreciate you and we'll see you again soon yep we'll see you in new orleans right (laughs) that sounds like just finding dive bars in new orleans how about that that's (laughs) well i got a a whole list yeah i don't remember certain names but i'm like oh if i'm on that street turn left and there's a place just past the (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like the crawfish Mm -hmm. stand and then that's my Mm -hmm. favorite dive bar yeah yeah (laughs) i'm I'm excited i'm excited to go back and especially to like sorry we're we're going on here but especially to go with people because the last time i've been in new orleans was with Ange, and it's nice to be with people that live there so like in any city but i think in new orleans especially because you could get really trapped in different touristy spots but it's you know it's nice to have uh the inn there so uh we'll see you soon guys maybe 2021 in the meantime don't forget to stream bloody nose empty pockets at roxy.com it's coming up on july 8th and there's going to be an exclusive q a available with the brothers. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lynn. My co-host is Angela Tabora, aka Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.